If I choose to dance If I choose to grow If I choose to laugh And watch the flow Hello everyone! Happy Sunday! This is Music Emerging's Inspiring Talks. I'm your host, Cynthia Brando. We are at the web at www.musicemerging.com. And thanks for joining me on this beautiful Sunday. I was out in Malibu yesterday taking a nine and a half mile walk. And I've done this walk twice and it's so beautiful. It's pretty brown now, but all sorts of shades of brown, which I really like, earth earth tones. So I'm really excited to go out there in the spring. And I've been collecting a lot of bay leaves and sage leaves, which I love. I love natural foraging. If you've heard this podcast, you know that I sometimes talk about that. So I've been really enjoying going out there and, and picking those things and enjoying the outdoors. And it's a great it's a, I have a great time in Malibu. It's a, it's a different world. And then I go and I get a burrito at Lily's. So that's highly recommended if you're in the area. Anyway, this is Inspiring Talks, your podcast focusing on personal journeys in the music industry. And I hope you liked last Sunday's podcast with Rigby Summer. If you didn't catch it, all the podcasts are archived at musicemerging.com. Then you go to Inspiring Talks and you click on Podcast. Also, there's um, a large collection of live streams when I was doing the live streams. Speaking of that, we are in another lockdown here in LA. Or I shouldn't say lockdown. It's a little bit less strict than at the beginning of the pandemic. But we're in a three-week stay-at-home order. And I'm just wondering how everyone's doing with that. The cases have risen dramatically here in LA so how's it going out there for you all? Shoot me a, an email or catch me on social media. Let me know how you're doing out there. Well, today's podcast, I have a special guest. His name is Siege. And I've seen him around the area pre-COVID. If you're in this community, you catch each other's names on the same uh, different um, on the same different concert venues and places. So I've definitely seen Siege. And I believe I've seen, seen him live a couple times. And I wanted to have him on the podcast because I just love his music. So I'm at his, I'm at his website right now. It's siegesongs.me. So he spells his name C-E-J. And it's songs.me. Siegesongs.me. So he was born in Chicago, but he was raised in Southern California. And he took up the classical violin at age six. At age 11, he abandoned the violin for the guitar, teaching himself to play by listening to and learning Woody Guthrie songs. He was also seduced by the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and the music flowing out of the south side of Chicago. He picked up the electric guitar in his teens. After a short one at college as a music major, he dropped out and joined a rock and roll band. Twelve years, three bands, three albums later... He became disillusioned with the music business and dropped out again, and he returned to school. So he got a degree in social work, which um, he talks about a little bit on his in his bio here. I can't read the whole thing, but it's very interesting, so go check it out. 
And <clears throat> it says here that he began work as a traveling mental health consultant. So he lived and worked uh, throughout U U the U.S., Europe, Asia, Africa, collecting experiences and writing songs along the way. His first CD, Sleepwalker in Paradise, was released in 2013. It landed on the Folk DJ Top Albums list for 2014 with lots of airplay. And then he has since released two CDs, Clovis Man in 2017, Adobe Road in 2019. And he has been getting a lot of airplay on internet radio and beyond. His new CD, Friend of the Sky, was released in the fall of 2020, just recently, and shows promise. And he performs solo, capturing the energy and spirit of his recordings and his live performances. So with that, I welcome you again, and I hope you enjoy this podcast with my guest, Siege. And this is Siege. Hi, this is Cynthia. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? Oh, <laughs> that's okay. Hey, it's been it's been it's been a crazy day, but I'm but I'm okay. That yeah, that's for another podcast. How What's how that? yeah. that's for another podcast. How everyone's doing? <laughs> it's a long question. That's right. Yeah. So um, I just found out. I just found out that you pronounce your name Siege. Yes. So, how many times a day do people call you Sedge? Uh, uh, it, it, it happens, and and I, and I make a point of of, of uh, dropping dropping the information in when you know I'm, I'm, anything I have when I put it in writing. Usually, yeah. Is that your stage <laughs> name? What's that? Is that your stage name? Yes, it's 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 a um, basically a um, uh, what am I trying to say? Contraction of CJ. Oh. And it goes way back to when I was a kid, and, and when I um, when I was deciding, I was about to turn sixty, and it was time to do music again. And uh, I was going to be on my own, and I would need a website. I started searching around, and I landed on that because it f feels really good to me. It feels very personal to me, but um, but it, I have to explain it to people. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Pronunciation, yeah. Yeah. So. No, it's good. It's uh. It's definitely unique, <laughs> which unique yeah. is good. It's it's pretty hard to be unique these days. It's almost yeah. like everything's been done, but yeah. so it's hard. Yeah, it, it was. It was a, yeah, I I sat long and hard, you know, about that name and about going into music again. And you know, I realized that just about every demon I had would you know, try to get in my way. And I was going to have to stare them all down. So that was just one little one one little part of it. But uh, yeah. so was because um, I, I experienced also not doing music really actively for a while, and then coming back, which it was for me was a huge spiritual transformative experience. How was it for you, where you weren't maybe doing music like you are now, and then now doing it to the extent you're doing it, which is a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's. I you know I've, I've been in and out. I I got had my first record contract back in nineteen seventy when I was you know eighteen nineteen years old, and I played in rock and roll bands and did three albums with different labels over about a twelve year period, and and I was marching into my thirties and I was dis disillusioned with the with the music scene completely, and so I, I bailed out and. Um, 
went back to school and got a master's in social work and became a social worker. And uh, that, that took me a few years. And when I came out of it, um, you know, I had a regular job and I was doing something different. But I did want to do some music. So I hooked up with, with an old friend, Joe Raphael. And we started just doing, you know, local, uh, you know, coffee houses and stuff in San Diego. And then it turned into a band and a 10 year run, you know, five CDs, two of them were um, Woody Guthrie tunes. Mm. Um, and then um, another another opportunity came along to do the social work, counseling work with military families overseas and all over the, all over the world. And so I left that band and, and and started traveling, and I did that for the last fifteen years. My last year was two thousand nineteen. Wow! But about um, about two thousand eleven, I was on assignment in Hawaii, and I was in Honolulu, and in the nearby uh, college community, there was a Unitarian church and a Quaker meeting. Mm-hmm. And I had grown up in a Unitarian family, although I always resisted going to church. And then um, I went to a Quaker school, a little cooperative Quaker school. So I've been to a lot of of um, Quaker meetings, but only like one at a time. It would be marriage, it would be a death, it would be something. I was never a yeah. member of, a, of a, the experience of going every week and being part of it. So I, I decided to start going to the Quaker meetings there. And I did that for close to six months and not too long into it. I started writing just consistently. Songs were coming to me on the weekends. Wow. And and that's when my birthday was coming up. And I said, you know, there's never going to be a better time for you to start sort of, you know, terraforming your life so that you can go back and make music, you know, your central activity. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of how that, that trained. So it was very much a, a, um, a life-changing, you know, self-examination and saying yeah this is this is what i would really take you know pleasure in doing yeah i went to one quaker meeting in pasadena and it was great i'm very very not skeptical but let's just say careful about religious gatherings or spiritual Uh gatherings you know i don't like anything that's even slightly cult oriented and so any time kind of a religious gathering I'm very wary of, but I went to the Quaker meeting and it was just wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Just great people. That's... And we meditated and it was very non-religious. It was just uh, very welcoming and just talk about life and eat some, yeah. eat some food <laughs> and lots of musicians right. and artists were part of the community. I, I suspect that was the same meeting I went to when, when the first uh, in, in the very beginning, it, uh, it's it's in Pasadena. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the name of it? It's, oh, um, it's been years since I've I've been there. Oh, oh okay. But okay. Uh, I knew a couple people, and they invited me. I just went once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. Go ahead. Oh, I, I don't really identify myself as anything in particular. Yeah. But uh, you know, I like science. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was going to ask you because I'm on your website right now, and. I think I asked you about this before or I commented. You have the most amazing CD art I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, where's your website here? Yeah. Uh, do you do physical CDs still? That's what I do. Yeah. Um, and I always question it each time whether I'm going to right. do it again. <laughs> I know. I'm the same way, but I still sell CDs when I play live shows. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I- 
I think I'm going to start, you know, I'm, I'm going to sell them at, if people buy multiple ones at a discount. And I'm thinking about including a, a free um, download card with each one. So yeah. some people just want to have a physical CD. Right. Um, but, um, but, yeah, in the old days, it would be because, um, like, an album, you want the album art. And so I guess a little bit is, is lost with people doing mostly digital but yeah, I mean, just getting a CD with your artwork on it would be very special, especially. In a, do you ever do? Have you ever done vinyl? This would look great on. I'm looking at Friend of the Sky with just this great ge, 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 geographic, no, ge, geometric art on it. Yeah, yeah, that, it's all the same artist. Um, uh, I have only. I thought about it at my last mastering session. The guy that was mastering, you know, kind of laid it out to me that you know, you don't have to do huge batches, and it's not. You know, completely over the t over the top in terms of of uh, in manufacturing, and uh, you know, they, I think they routinely sell for about twenty bucks. And so, I thought about it, but um, I would I would I haven't made that decision yet. Now, yeah, do you do you let this artist know your ideas, or do they come up with it on their own? Pretty much the way it works. He's he's the son of a psychologist I used to work with. Okay. And and I fell in love with his work when I saw a portrait of Tom Waits that he did by just tearing up cigarettes and and coffee beans and and <laughs> in different and putting them together. He did a beautiful portrait of wow. just gluing this material. And so uh, when I did the Sleepwalker in Paradise, I said, you know, you know, maybe I can't remember. I told, I kind of told him the theme, so the ideas I wanted to have the impact I wanted to have and uh, I was asking him to do one of those kind of collage things and what he did is he did all the artwork with musical symbols of various mm. sizes and shapes yeah so so the whole thing was done but you know just by uh, pasting uh, musical notes onto each other and the others you know I, I, w I usually did a crude drawing you know and, yeah. and uh, the, the kind of some of the elements I want to have and sometimes it kind of stays like that he always pretty much transforms it, you know, right. as an artist into something that works better. But, uh, yeah, I, I have, I, I give him a lot of input and then he takes off and I'm usually pretty happy. And I, sometimes there's something I want, like I wanted the, uh, the blue dot in the middle of the eye mm. and he put it there. Yeah. You have two, you sky. have two covers that have the third eye or I don't know if it's third eye, but you have two eyes oh, oh, on two of your covers. Oh, the pyramid. Yeah. The pyramid with the eye. Yeah, and and the, actually the the famous blue dot of, of image of the of the um, of the planet from space is in the in the middle of the eye, on on a, a front of the sky, and it's in the sky in in the artwork for um, Adobe Road as well. Eye of Horus, right? Huh? Eye Eye of Horus, isn't that what that is? The Eye of oh. Horus. I think. I, I, I don't know. Are you talking about the one that's on a pyramid? Yeah, yeah. I, I was moving on from that. Oh, that's there, and that's on a couple of things. But just a little blue dot uh. Uh, image of the Earth from 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 space is is snuck into a couple of those too. And then on your Clovis man, it's it looks like maybe petroglyphs. Yeah, yeah. He, I I I, uh, I did drawings of that of just um, you know crude you know, uh, uh, elements of, of mo the modern things and, and, and ancient things or, you know, prehistoric things. And then he said, well, how about we put it into a cave? And he came up with the idea of ha having the hand there working on the, uh, on the art.
Walking by the riverside, the sun burning bright, clouds drifting over like angels taking flight. Crows in the trees watching me go by, trying not to scare them to the sky. Fly away, fly away. I guess that's what I'm doing here today. Fly away, fly away. Like a child laying on their back, gazing to the sky. Feeling like a kid And the ground giving way Softer than a street Like the faces of the dreamers that I meet Fly away, fly away I guess that's what I'm doing here today Fly away, fly away Like a child A day that sweep across the land. No one gets along no more. That's the way it seems, and it makes me wanna drift into my dreams and fly away, fly away. I guess that's what I'm doing here today. Fly away, fly away, like a child. So do you, um, in your music, do you find that 
you do these ancient themes a lot? Is that just something that comes up? Uh, Not necessarily. I, I, I like to I like to play around with with things that feel universal. Ah, yeah. And and um, and uh, you know, my, my one of my mottos is what the the, uh, the personal is the anteroom to the to the uh, universal, and the universal is the anteroom to the personal. Mm, um, wow, I got to think about so, that. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll break it down. Sometimes I write a song that just feels very personal. Just it's almost too personal. I don't want to share it, or I don't think people will get it. You know, it's something I understand, but they're not going to get it. And more often than not, you know, those songs, there's a group of people that just love it and they get it, you know. So and then there's things that, that, that uh, I've done that were, were too, you know, were just, I thought it was going to be too abstract and too out there. Uh, and then people will tell me that they had some kind of personal impact. You know, so I, I try to mix up time and space and stuff. Mm, yeah. Bit. Well, this is a pretty quick podcast. It's only like 15 minutes, but I was going to ask you one thing because um, I noticed on your bio that you're from Chicago and then you were influenced a lot by Chicago blues which I was influenced a lot by Paul Butterfield and his vocal yeah. style but then mm -hmm. your guitar picking which is very unique and there, it's a lot a lot of songs you feature that on your YouTube is inspired by more Woody Guthrie which someone might think that those are complete polar opposite musical styles but how do you feel about that do you find that they're separate and how they inspire you or is it just one oh well um uh, uh, the, 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 woody guthrie uh, really kind of inspired me in terms of spirit and and and, and writing songs and mm. trying to say things um i was born in chicago but i left when i was nine months old so oh okay <laughs> yeah but you were I, still I, influenced by chicago blues oh yeah very much i was i was kind of a you know hardcore folk acoustic person for at, at one point i was i uh um i learned playing you know uh, woody guthrie songs um that cisco houston and, and ram and jack kelly were playing but i was also into buddy i mean um brownie mcgee and sunny terry and 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 doc watson and there were so many people great pickers so i think probably doc watson was more uh, an early influence in terms of thicker finger uh picking okay. stuff yeah um yeah and and um you know merle travis um um and uh so, so he's, he's got, uh merle travis is like the that's what's travis picking is after called after or no right right yeah. right right, okay. right and then and and man slips come and and uh um um um, blind, um, <laughs> I'm blind, I'm blind, blind. That's okay. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's uh, there's another famous guitar picker, you know, along with with Elizabeth Cotton. Um, but anyway, yeah, I got into finger picking fairly early on. How um? And then, so how did you have any um, in person mentors when you were learning guitar? Um, well, you know, when I, I, I started, it, it's, when I was six, I started playing the violin and, um, that was, that was fine for a while, but I, I didn't practice enough. And, and then when the, the folk boom came along, I, um, I decided to take guitar lessons and I took about four or five guitar lessons from a guy that was a, a teacher, school teacher in town. And I was his first student. 
Okay. On when he got off work. And so he'd come back and he'd go looking for his kids and get a snack and he'd come. And so he got me started and he showed me some basic finger picking stuff and, and, and chords. But I quit after about four, four lessons. And me and my brother and my, and my best friend John just sat around the, um, the turntable and, and tried to copy what we were hearing. And we had the Woody Guthrie, um, you know, songbook. So we had the, we had the, the words and, and the, um, chords laid out so we just put in many 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 hours doing that and then yeah. we also had a turntable at the time it was an old one that had you know the 78 and and and, and um 45 and 33 and a third and it also had 16 so if someone's playing something too fast we could put it on <laughs> at 16 it right. would drop down an octave and be half as fast so <laughs> we spent hours doing that stuff the the tricks yeah <laughs> Well, cool. Um, it was so nice talking to you. I, I was going to ask you just real quick before we go. Sure. Um, there's a lot of people that maybe ignored music for a really long time that wanted to do that, do it, and now they're older and they're getting back into it. What advice would you have for people to face their fears with getting back into music again? I can get it back. Get back into it because you love doing it. Um, and do what you do. Don't try to figure out what's going to, you know, don't go get pulled into try, thinking about what you think is going to work if it's not what you would naturally do. Mm. Um, you know, because it, it might be that, you you know, the, the fulfillment comes from doing the music that you want to do. And in and, and this day and age, it's, 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 it's kind of a very difficult way, <laughs> you know, to make a living actually, you know. Yes. Um, so I, I, I would encourage you know, if people want to make music, make music and um, um, do, do it your way. I did it my way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's great talking to you. Nice to talk to you, too. I really appreciate you, you setting this up and, and uh, I was looking forward to it. I love your stuff. I've been listening. To oh, you. thank you. I don't have a lot out there yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah, well, I, 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 it's very, it's very pretty stuff and 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 um, spiritual, I would say. Thank you. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think that spiritual, like you mentioned, maybe it gets lost on some people, but that's how I feel inside. So it's kind of like my personal message that I that comes out in a lot of my songs. Yeah. You know, the, the, the um, music is is a language of emotions and feelings, and and um, uh, it's, it's a wonderful medium for trying to deal with things that are, you know, bordering on ineffable things you can't really say, mm. but you can just experience, you know. Little ID coming down the street With a slice of pizza and a whiskey neat Winking at the ladies passing by Thinking on rent in a new white life Diddle I Diddle I D Living free That's Diddle I D 
Ja, det lad de couldn't get enough He had a one-room flat just full of stuff And he spent his days out finding more While he spent his nights on a cold, hard floor Diddle-I-Dee, diddle-I-Dee The joke's on me, said diddle-I-Dee Yeah, diddle-I-Dee was my best friend We met downtown at the trails end He said, buy me around as he sat down I can teach you the rules in this old town There ain't none diddle-I-Dee Diddle-I-Dee Askin's free The name's diddle-I-Dee He won't rise again But he showed me the ropes in this old town And he never made fun or put me down Diddle-I-Dee Diddle-I-Dee How can it be? Oh, diddle-I-Dee Well, it broke my heart when I seen him dead But he never much cared when the light turned red Was a Jameson truck coming down that street Like a slice of pizza and a whiskey meat Diddle-I-Dee Diddle-I-Dee Didn't they see Oh, diddle-I-Dee Oh, diddle-I-Dee Diddle-I-Dee How can it be? Oh, diddle-I-Dee Diddle-I-Dee Hey, diddle-I-Dee The joke's on me Said diddle-I-Dee 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 Living free That's diddle-I-Dee everyone that was my guest siege and that was his song deedle id and the song you heard previously was fly away 
Now you gotta go to his website because he has a brand new album out. So go to siegesongs.me. That's C-E-J songs dot M-E. And check out his music and tell him how much you like it. And if you like the rest of these podcasts, go and check out the archives at www.musicemerging.com. They are listed under Inspiring Talks, and then you click on Podcast. There's also a donation link there. All of the donations go towards music projects. And you can check out what I'm doing with my music at CynthiaBrando.com. I've got some new stuff coming out, hopefully in this next year. And the beginning intro and the outro music is a song by mine that hopefully will come out next year called Watch the Flow. So thanks again. My next guest on next Sunday's podcast is Jessica Gerhardt. It's going to be a great one. We talk a lot about religion. So tune in, check it out. I hope you enjoy all the music and the really interesting guests and stories. And I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday. Die.